Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, mujerones. Welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to record this episode. We are going to be talking about all things Mujeron Movement 2023. So this is our post-event recap. And I have a very special guest with me, my little sister, Alondra Licea. She is right here next to me. And hi, how are you? Hi, guys. I'm doing very good. So Alondra was a part of our team on the Mujer on Movement event. And I just feel like, like myself, we've been talking all things Mujer on Movement 2023. So I like to do this recap with someone else because obviously I can hype it up all I want. (laughs) But having someone with me, just like sharing the energy, someone that was there that saw and experienced the whole thing also allows just to share what that day was like. So Alondra, I want to start first with both of us talking about just the energy and how the experience was for us. And I know it's like very different, right? Very different ways that we both experience the day, but I think we both can just explain a little bit more about that. So you go first. Well, I think the energy... at the event was just very like natural and Mm -hmm. everyone I think everyone was there to hype each other up I definitely feel like if someone cried and like fell like everyone would like run to help them because there was just like a sense of like unity in the room Mm -hmm. um and I also don't think that there was a moment in the event where we were like bored because i think like right everything like the music started just like at the moment where you were like getting you know um starting to lose focus i definitely feel like our mc was killing it our speakers all had good jokes to you know they all knew when to crack a joke when to be serious when to motivate so i think that the energy in the room was just like very uplifting very positive it was it was a very nice um environment to be in yeah and i think as someone that organizes events that's like the biggest thing that we're worried about just making sure that people are focused or are feeling what we're talking about you know the conversations Mm -hmm. the ideas the thoughts are landing with them and i think all of the speakers did a great job at really expressing what the message they wanted to leave that day yeah so I know you and I both had, you know, we didn't have a chance to like sit in on all of the speaking yeah. engagements that we had, like all of the, the, the different sessions that we had, yeah. but we definitely did get an opportunity to tune in to a few. Mm-hmm. So I want us to share like our biggest takeaway and maybe if it wasn't from one of the sessions, like overall the day, like what was one of the biggest takeaways for you? So one of the bigger t- biggest takeaways for myself was uh and I and I shared this with you was when the panelists 
where one of them was talking about confidence. Mm. And they were all just saying, like, oh, like, I got confidence. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got confidence through this, or I got confidence through that. And they were all explaining kind of their, their journey to, to gain confidence. And one of them was, like, um, she was she had short hair. She, I can't remember. Genevieve, yeah. She was saying that confidence is overrated. And that a lot of times we don't gain our confidence until after we throw ourselves to um, that big project we, we were planning. And I think that really hit home with me. Um, just because I, I, I myself, um, like, obviously plan events with my church. You know, it's a different, you know, the kind of like you, right. but different. So, like, on, on uh, Fridays when I have to stand in front of, like, the youth and, like, share a message or whatever it is. I definitely feel like I get imposter syndrome and I lose my confidence very quickly. And I never was, I, I can never say like, oh yeah, I gain confidence because of this, this, and this. Like I, I, I resonated with her because it was true. Like I agree that confidence is overrated and we make it seem like, oh yeah, if you do this, you're confident. And when you get to this level, you will never be afraid and you'll never. Right. But I think the reality is that you will always be afraid until you just throw yourself. When you start seeing like, hey, you know what? I, I can do this. I can stand in front of this, you know, stage and, and, and share a message with all these girls. Or, hey, I can maintain my own business. Hey, I can be successful in school. Once you start seeing your capacity, you're like, hey, you begin to gain confidence. And that was, some, that was something to me where it was like, hey, not everyone is confident. And some people even think confidence is overrated and you gain it with time. Yeah. So I really like that. I love that too. Just... I think in overall, one of the biggest things that we talk about in Mujeron Movement, Mujeron University, and obviously at the events is taking action, right? And like getting yeah. into the spaces or taking the action sometimes before you're ready, mm -hmm. that will really cultivate confidence. And especially the confidence, like you were saying, that sometimes there's some type of confidence that won't be built on just the habits and the things like yeah. I, I absolutely believe that there's certain things that will but there's just those situations that you're so scared to do yeah that only taking the action will really cultivate it yeah, so prove that you can right so yeah. I love that I think for me the biggest takeaway was the and you know again going back to just the the type the moments that we were able to really focus yeah. and sit in um but one of them for me was thinking about the the goals that we have and just people being really open to sharing that so yeah. obviously in my session I was there I was present but I love opening up the beginning of the program to the women that are in the room to yeah. share their goals and yeah. to boldly stand in front of the stage and share what are the big goals that they haven't even set out loud so that already sets the tone to like hey this is the space mm -hmm. where you're going to share those big goals mm -hmm. whether it's like you coming up on stage and sharing them or you having conversations with the women that you meet at the event mm -hmm. going up to the speakers that maybe you know really resonated with you mm -hmm. anything like that really really allows the women to set the tone 
on, hey, this is the place where we say those big goals. And not just because it's a place that welcomes them, but because truly you're not in a space like this every single day. Like this is a very specific space that is curated for you to be in front of women who have connections, who are going after things, who are also building their big ideas, big dreams, big vision. So you saying your goals in this space is also you opening up doors on what could be. So even at the end of the event, and this is what I love, is women coming up to me and saying like, hey, I already found my partner to do X, Y, and Z thing. So like Mm -hmm. the collaborations that already started only because you allowed yourself to be there that day and open up about your goals. So I think that was a big takeaway for me, just seeing how what the intention was for the day for people to have, you know, this space where they can find people that they can collaborate with being actually it actually happens. So that was super big for me. All right, so I think I want... It's really hard, guys, to, like, really paint the picture on, like, what the day was like. Because I feel like even for myself, Alondra, I was, like, I needed a few days to really take it all in. Yeah. Because it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of information. A lot of amazing people around. So it's really hard for me to just explain what the day was like but Mm -hmm. i think with this podcast ladies my goal is for you to just get a glimpse of what it is to be at mujer on movement events um and then just to celebrate the accomplishment of us putting an event like this because it's not easy Mm -hmm. and i think one of the things i wanted to talk about was like it doesn't get easier and it's something that i said at the event every single time you're doing something new even if you've already done it and those of you that you know are working on your businesses you are maybe doing events podcasts whatever every single time you get on stage or you start a project all over again you launch everything has its moment its difficulties its Mm -hmm. things that need to be thought out and you know the solutions all of the things that come up so I don't ever want you to think that just because you do something there's not going to be new things to overcome and I felt like that was one of the biggest messages that I wanted to leave that day it's like hey we're here again but it wasn't as you know it wasn't any easier than it was last year if this podcast resonates with you and you are ready to stop playing small and you want to take meaningful actions to bring your big goals to life, but you feel like you don't even know where to start, then I invite you to apply for private coaching. This is the most intimate way to work with me. Inside private coaching, I help you get clear on your goals and together we create a roadmap on how you are going to get there. This is for you if you want to start a business, or a passion project, if you want to reach the next level in your life, or if you are the first in your family to break generational cycles. We meet once a week and you get access to me on Boxer, so you are always supported. This offer won't be around for long, so if you're interested, I invite you to apply using the link on the show notes. All right, amiga, let's get back to the show, and I cannot wait to talk to you. Um, Going back to the event, what was something that you were excited to see that maybe we didn't see last year? I think 
something that I was excited to see. Well, first, I think it's, like, the new speakers. Because yeah. they were not all, like, yeah, the they were same. All yeah, they were new. all different. And some of them were, like, women that I had never met. And then also it was really cool to see, like, women here. Like, well, I'm, I live in Phoenix. Um, but, like, women who are making a difference in Phoenix also share, like, also share in this event. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, Stephanie from Fairtrade and then um, Crafty Chico. What's... Yes, Kathy Cano. Yeah, her. Like, like, those are women who... Like, I think when you go and you, you, you know, all the other women, I believe, were from, like, different places. Most of them, yeah. Yeah. But I know, I know that those two women are, like... Local. Yeah, local entrepreneurs. And, like, like, for example, Stephanie is someone that I, like, genuinely love going to fair trade. Mm. So, like, it's, it's, I, when I go to fair trade, she has, like, her, um, cuadros and stuff and like you read you know i've 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 been there enough to like stop and read them and stuff so you read about what they're doing but then to like kind of like um be face to face with them and and realize like you know i think stephanie was something that she's like she did the business tip of the day like it was all like there you know so you got to kind of see like these women are like here and and they're not just like on a picture or on a magazine or you don't just go to their business and hear about them but like you actually got to see them and and like see that there there's people in phoenix women and specifically who are making an impact and i i really i really was so excited to like when you told me that she was gonna be there i was like so excited because i love going to fair trade i like to say like oh yeah i got to meet stephanie the owner of fair trade like to me it was like so cool you know what i mean um she is a big deal yeah, you know, so I was like, oh my gosh. I even came home and told Gaspar, because um, our cousin loves to go to Fairtrade with me. And I'm like, I met Fairtrade, the the, fair, the owner of Fairtrade. And he's yes. like, what? That's so cool. And so we were just kind of talking about that. Yeah, and there were a lot of amazing women. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like you were saying, like not, you know, we had a, a few speakers that came from out of state, but also mm-hmm. doing amazing things in their own city. Mm-hmm. I think for me, one of the things that I love to see was how many women came from another city that That was crazy and i have to say for my phoenix ladies i love you guys but it's wild how much women from other cities showed up versus you know our audience here Mm -hmm. and i think phoenix just has it's very close and dear to my heart because this is the city that i grew up in Mm -hmm. um obviously phoenix has seen the growth of mujeron movement and you guys have experienced different events so it was cool to see different ladies come from other cities who were just also here to experience our city and Mm -hmm. although i don't live here still or now i feel like it was cool to see people flying out to our city to enjoy like this day of empowerment purpose and community and it was just amazing i think roughly i want to just throw a ballpark here because it might not be the exact number but i want to say 75 to 80 percent of the women in the room were from out of state which is wild it was definitely a milestone for mujeron movement because i feel like again one of the biggest reasons why we do the event here in arizona it's because this is where our community is like was 
pretty much born but it was crazy to see how much we've amplified and we've grown and definitely just connecting with women in different cities has been amazing so we had women fly in from all the way from hawaii tennessee we had speakers come from new york city we had speakers come from california so many ladies from california which also shout out to our californians because also a a very dear city to us Mm -hmm. um you know state as well so that for me was one of the biggest takeaways and i think another thing on top of that is that we had women of color in the room not just latinas and that was huge you have no idea if i don't know if sam samantha listens to our podcast but i want to just give her a big shout out because she came to visit us from i believe minnesota and um she just completely changed the game this space was created for minorities women of color Mm -hmm. um and now she proved that to me she like really really solidified that that this space is truly for all of us that are first generation daughter of immigrants who really resonate with just the struggle of growing up hearing about the american dream and like working towards that and like all the cultural expectations that come with being a first generation daughter of an immigrant so just to hear her say how she felt at home And she was scared of coming because she didn't know if it was just going to be like out of place for her. And knowing, leaving the event, knowing that it was exactly what she needed was such a huge accomplishment for me. Yeah. And I think like, like someone like who got to see Mujero Movement start from like downtown Phoenix, our first photo shoot ever, like right before you were going to leave to Nesoresa Latina. Right. Like to see that and then the first event at that cafecito place. Well, I don't remember the name of the place, but that event, and then to see, like, the event that just happened this weekend, like, it kind of almost makes you, like, think how, how little we we strive for at the beginning. You know, at the right. beginning, you were happy if you were just able to um, connect with women, like, Latinas, women who can relate to you, women. But then, like, you realize that Mujero Movement is doing more than we even expected it to do. Right, Right. because we, like, in our wildest dreams, like, did you or, like, even myself ever think that, like, we were going to have an event in Phoenix, Arizona, and 75 to, you said 70 or 80? 75 to 80 percent of the women are all from out of state. That's a wild. Like, you're, you know, like, when we, when we, and I say we because, you know, I I was, Yeah, you've been a part of it. Yeah, but when we started Mujero Movement, selling the, you know, just, like, just there, you know, it was something that we were, like, it was just something for the Arizona community. It's for the Arizona community. And then we, like, have seen the way that, like, there's women who are, like, hey, in in Chicago, in Hawaii. Like, what? You know? Who are, like, hey, I want to be a part of that. And there's other girls from, like, different um, ethnic backgrounds who are, like, hey, I want to be a part of that. And the fact that uh, you have allowed Mujeron to be, like, a safe space for any woman. You know, who any woman who wants to be a soñadora. Any woman who wants to be you know, they're the mujeron of their dreams, like, I think that's amazing, and it kind of, like, puts into perspective of, like, the, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but the, 
the movement that Mujero movement is doing. You right. know what I mean? It it's is a movement. Yeah, you know, like it puts the movement in Mujero movement. Yeah. And I think it's so awesome to to see that it's not just this like little Latina thing that we thought it was gonna be. You know, it it just shows how much more is in store. You right. know, because if this is like if we see that, you know, that, that people are coming from different places of the country, then it's like, then let's, you know, keep keep pushing and keep seeing what comes next and what's in store for next year. So I think it's awesome. Yes. And I think one of the things that put it all into perspective is when Sylvia Brands opened up the program mm-hmm. and she introduced me, she talked about how our first events were at coffee shops and if i'm being honest the first ever event aside from the photo shoot that you were talking about because that was you know the 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 first photo shoot we did for the shirts that Mm -hmm. said on. i had no idea what it was going to become then (laughs) but the first event that we ever had the first meetup was a hike in south mountain so true Yeah, yeah and after that i started doing meetups in coffee shops mm-hmm. shout out to stephanie again because fair trade was one of the the first coffee shops that we had something at mm-hmm. um i feel like sylvia said something she said mujeron movement started in coffee shops mm-hmm. and i made sure that i said it when i was interviewing stephanie like if it wasn't for those opportunities in the coffee shops we would not be sitting in conference rooms now yeah. and someone said like i see you in you know arenas girl and i'm just like whoa this is why i love like bringing yeah. women like that that just see the vision but yeah. going back to that it, it's crazy and i think that for all of you that are tuning in and maybe you are you know working towards your goals and you're not where you want to be yet Mm -hmm. and this also goes for me because I feel like we can always be so hard on ourselves on I'm not there yet Mm -hmm. but just take a moment to sit down take it all in and really celebrate how far you've come because everything really takes a lot of work a lot of effort and where you're at now you were probably not even thinking you would get to when you first started so i think that was one of the biggest reflections for me that day because the week prior to that if i'm really really transparent i was being very hard on myself on you know different things that don't even matter because at the end of the day what I created this movement for was the impact that was going to be felt and lived in that room that day. Mm-hmm. And we accomplished that. Yeah. I remember the first time I was like thinking about the mission, the the, the goal with the event. And I remember mm-hmm. saying and being scared to say this, I want this event to be life changing. Yeah. And I felt like that was such a big, also a big, um, just like being very hard on what I wanted the outcome right because you can't force something to be life-changing to people that come through and and sit in those chairs in that room Mm -hmm. but time and time again to hear that I'm like holy shit like we're really making it happen and it's just taking a moment to celebrate that Mm -hmm. yeah so 
Thank you ladies for tuning in. I just wanted to take some time to take it all in, share some of the biggest takeaways with you guys, some of the afterthoughts after the event. Um, Alondra, I don't want to end this without you first telling us a little bit more about you and what the amazing work that you do as well, because um, this is the first time you're on the podcast. Yeah, this is my first time here. Well, my name's Alondra Licea. I am 25 years old. I am a youth leader at uh, Unidad Church. And um, I'm also, you know, work with my parents or for my parents or with my parents. But all um, of it. yeah, <laughs> all of it. Um, and that's who I am. Um, I also don't I don't want to end it without um, just thinking you guys I'm cry <laughs> for the support um, that you guys give my sister. And I think that because I'm her sister, um, I kind of forget the impact that she's making Um to other women and um so i think it's super cool when like i'm like at fair trade or like at the event and people are like oh my god you're sonia's sister and i'm like yeah you know <laughs> i kind of like yeah so what you know what i mean so but you know the other day i was like wow like i'm just realizing like that my sister's making an impact and you know like just like the support that you have been getting it's like every at every event i cry like quietly <laughs> beside you because i know that you cry too with it. so like but i'm always like i always get so emotional to see like the impact that you're making and like how far you've come and like how like if this is just like mujeron year the mujeron conference year two what is gonna be mm. mujeron conference in five years moving on conference in six and ten and you know and all like and what's to come but i think like i think it's amazing what's going on to be a part of it from the ground up has been an honor so um thank you yeah. sister love you. i love you and absolutely thank you to everyone that believes in this movement and attends our events joins us inside Mujeron University anything Mujeron thank you so much for the support even if you just share what we're doing it mm -hmm. means so much because you're just allowing us to get to other people who really need this community yeah. and really need to be a part of it and trust me I think for myself it's It's rewarding just to see women in the room and mm -hmm. to feel the energy. And I just thank you so much. Here we go to many more Mujeron Movement yes. events. And if you didn't make it this year, we will see you on uh, Mujeron Movement 2024. Thank you, sister, yes. for being here and sharing. Thank you for having and me. And thank you to everybody that made Mujeron Movement 2023 possible. Yeah. Amigas, keep on shining, keep on working to becoming the Mujeron of your dreams. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the mujeron of your dreams.